everybody, and welcome to Row 60 at George Football Podcast. My name is Clark Gaines. Joining me today, as always, Adam Thorne. Boom! Solid boom, Adam. This is show number 64. Adam, how you feel? Let's go. I'm ready to rock and roll, Clark. Ready to rock and roll. A lot has happened since we've last here, right? Yeah. A lot has transpired in the University of Georgia and college football world since we've last recorded an episode. Is that right, Clark? Yep. A lot of narratives have shifted, haven't they, Clark? Oh, yeah. Well, it's time to line them back up. Time to line them back up to where we think that it's going to fall. And right. it's going to be an exciting last five games of this year, Clark. I cannot wait to talk about it and what's going to be in store, man. First, I know we got some stuff to cover, but a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about today, and I'm excited about it. This is this is the meat and potatoes of the season, Clark. This <laughs> yeah. is this is the main course right here. The appetizers this is done. Where, this is where you find out where you're at. Mm-hmm. This is where you find you dig down deep and you find out what kind of heart, what kind of football team you got, right? Mid-October, college football in the SEC. Chilly, chilly afternoons, chilly nights, man, and uh, it's time to crank it up and get serious. There's no more playing around now. How There's many no more playing with your food or anything? Now. How many notches should we crank it up? We crank it up about five notches, Clark. <laughs> Turn that down, put it up about five. That's exactly in my truck. Right. That doesn't go very loud. But <laughs> <laughs> Turn it up five from where you're at. Five uh, percent or notches? Let's say fifty notches. 50. Five oh. notches. Crank five it up. turns. Five turns. Let's crank say that. Up. Yeah. Five turns. That's I exactly right. Oh, enthusiasm, man. big off week, big off week, big off up. week, yes. big bye week. Big it's a bye week. it's a big one for sure, and we need it. It's it's come at the right time. Yep. Um, Kirby yes. said this in a post game presser, I believe, uh, after the Vandy game. He mentioned this being not necessarily a, a week of rest, though it yep. is. It, it's a week to get better, to improve. That's and right. We as fans, we need a bye week. Yeah, everybody needs a little R and R, Clark. All God's children need some rest and right, relaxation. I mean, <laughs> when He created Adam and Eve, they, they have to sleep. The human body's got to sleep, yeah. get some rest, man, and uh, uh, plug in the old batteries a little bit, get mm-hmm. it back in the green, the bar in the old green, you know, a yeah. little bit. So I mean, yeah, everybody does, and uh, no different, of course, when you're going through a brutal SEC schedule. George's bye week always comes at a good time, even though we've played seven games, we've already played more than um, the twelve, uh, the halfway point in the 12 of the regular season because I was a six would this would this is kind of the the halfway point sure and, yep. and so always every year this bye week falls here man and you start that second stretch of the year and this one probably Clark I, I'll be honest with you man probably gonna be the most exciting to think about um week to week then the potential that is setting up uh, a lot of games that are happening in the uh, in our off week on Saturday around the uh, the footprint of college football is going to shape a lot of it as well, man. And I think there's going to be some chaos going forward, but um, I think it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to sit at home and watch some football this Saturday, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about uh, the Vandy game a little bit. We're going to go into that. Nash Vegas. Nash Vegas. We had a great time. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a good weekly concession stands report brought to you by a friend of the show. That's right. Um, A patron shout out some Clark's fun facts, Georgia's offense, defense, special teams against the Commodores. Uh, we've got some midterm grades, Adam. We're going to grade okay. each position group. This That's was your right. idea. And uh, we're going to give them a grade, a letter grade here in a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. That's coming too. Yeah, big elephant. Big, big elephant. elephant. Like one you see on African safari out in the uh, – Najaraha jungle, jungle. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know the, the, the plane, the, the Sahara, the Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. No, all right. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last week's games, Big there up. are some good ones. We've got some good ones this week. We're going to pick a few, and then last but certainly not least, we're going to talk a little bit, just a little bit about the Georgia Florida game this Boom. upcoming week. 
We get two weeks of hate. Two weeks of Georgia-Florida hate. It is always Florida. Florida will always be number one on my most despised hate mm. list, Clark. Bigger than Clemson? Bigger than Clemson. Wow. Bigger than Clemson. Yeah, I mean, I, I really do not like Clemson at all, but Florida, because of the stuff that I had to get tormented through during my youth yeah. coming up, with the yearly annual losses of Florida, and we'll touch on this more because we always do a good history lesson. Oh yeah, Florida Week, and um, this this is not the time for it. We're going to save that for the next one, man. But no, I, I do not like the Florida Gators whatsoever. I don't know. You can't be a Georgia fan and and actually be okay with them at all. So yeah, yeah. yeah I was anyway. listening to another podcast. Real, real quick, real quick. Yeah, I was ahead. listening to another podcast that covers all SEC football, but one of them's a Tennessee fan. Right. And the host asked the co-host what his favorite, who his favorite all-time Florida Gator was. And even as a Tennessee fan, because you know all three of us, we all go back and forth with each other because we we don't like Tennessee either. He he named one a player oh, that was like, and I was like, I was like, I. The words favorite player in Florida Gator do not ever go together <laughs> no, in a sense. No, no. If I had to choose one, it would be Felipe Franks. <laughs> yeah. Because did he ever beat Georgia? No, or no, Felipe Franks no. never beat Georgia. I, I, he, he started was atrocious. 17, 18, 8, I don't know. Yeah. We, we can talk about that next week, man. But yeah, somebody like that. Somebody okay. like that who uh, not, never not, did good against Not Jordan. a Matt Jones who ran all over us in 2014. 14. Oh, no. We made him look like a Heisman candidate. No, no, anyway, no. we were getting way, way too ahead, ahead of ourselves. We got a lot, lot, to, lot to put a bow on, Clark, right. so to speak. Let's talk about this Vanderbilt game. 37-20 to 20 victory. Pretty lackluster game, I should say. Now, let's be clear, though. The game day atmosphere was fantastic. Oh, yeah, great time. It was a great time, had by all. Adam, we got to see a few friends of the show. We did. Um, we did. One of them being a patron. But let's start off with Miss Lisa Giddens. She drove yes. down from Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes. Uh, I believe she first heard about us. Could be wrong about this, so don't don't uh, throw don't any stones. You. Don't quote me here. Don't quote uh, me. I'm not. I but. think she started listening to us when we did our live call-in show for the first time in Indianapolis, so that was pretty cool. We got to meet her. It was a good night. Awesome. That was a good night. Yeah, yeah it was great to meet Miss Lisa and uh, sit there and be able to chat with her for a while. It was just good time, good time. Uh, also, uh, somebody that I know, Nick Brown, who mm -hmm. listens to the show, if you're yep. listening, he was a vet that is uh, works for a company that works close to the uh, the poultry company that I work for. So, um, good seeing him. Yeah, he works with um, another patron of ours, Justin Cochran. So, uh, Nick, uh, good catching up with him, man, in Nashville. Um, been able to see him. And, yeah, it was a good yeah. time. And then last but certainly not least, Mr. Rich Beck, we Mr. finally Beck. met yes, Rich we Beck. Did. We did, we did. Everybody, give Rich a give hand. Give Rich a hand. He is a big ten-hour haul. Yes, big ten and a half hour. Ten and a half hour. Oh yeah, don't <laughs> leave out that thirty minutes now. Uh, yeah, big ten and a half hour haul from Buffalo, New York, to Nashville, Tennessee, by himself. First uh, Georgia game. That, that that's elite traveling dog right there. Agreed. Being able to do yep. that. That's really wanting it right there. That's exactly. really setting your sights on something and going out and getting it, Clark. Yes. You know, going out and getting oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, seeing him Friday night and then also Saturday, spending mm -hmm. time with him was was great. I hope he had a, as good of a time as we did getting to talk with him, and it was great. Yeah. Good time. Well, I hope he wasn't too embarrassed. Uh, he sat with us. I hope he wasn't too embarrassed of me. I had a full-blown construction vest and hat and – uh, my credentials. It was great. OSHA it was certified. Great. Put those pictures for the YouTube people okay. right there because it was great because there was many people walking around that had the same attire you did on the but were actually but, working on the construction. Right. You know? They were actual crane actual operators. Crane. They were, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, it was a fun time. Um, oh, it was great. The, the hard hat and everything. Gosh, yeah. Vander, Vanderbilt's stadium is just in shambles, like literally in shambles. The end zones are completely demolished. And yeah. uh, it was really interesting. What hey. we did was, let's talk about 
What, you got something? No, no, no just real quick little yeah, tidbit. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it just reminded me of something. Talk about Vanderbilt Stadium. I saw something. Uh, there was a post I saw on a message board where they did an AI of what every SEC stadium would look <laughs> yes. like when they have had a million-seat capacity. Right. And Vanderbilt just was just – after just being at Vanderbilt yeah. and seeing the, the maybe 25,000 people that were there, looking at it and, you know, the drawing had a million – Heads in the sands, you know, or seats. <laughs> yeah. Tails in the seats, I should say, Carl. Right. And it, it was just surreal looking at. It was. And then I thought, what? What? This is like the biggest waste of time ever is to, to draw a million-seat stadium. Well, anywhere. Adam, the, you know? an, but, an AI did it in like right, again, 0.5 Everybody seconds. knows my feelings about the robots <laughs> and aliens and, 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 and whatever oh, type man. of uh, technological prowesses that are out there that's overtaking stuff. I mean, we've, we've discussed it already, so we won't go down that road. Wait, hold that up. rabbit hole. Hold up. Let's show the people what you got, though. You got a new phone because on this I Vanderbilt did. trip, tell us what happened. I broke it. You I broke, broke it. your iPhone, broke what, my iPhone five? SE. Oh, SE? Five, okay. whatever it is. I don't know what it is. It didn't have a screen protector <laughs> on it, and I sat on it. And Adam, very and reluctantly. already correct. But Adam, very reluctantly, had to get a new phone. But how are you liking it? I really it's like not, it. I've kept it clean now nice, for a long time. We're, yeah, for about five days now. <laughs> and it, it looks good. Yeah. It's, it's a great, I mean, it's big. It's big. Hefty. So I like it. You know, I feel like I'm one of the cool cats now. There so. you go. Up, up in my Apple game, Clark. There you go. I haven't got the, the watch thing yet that everybody beats on to see the time you know you yeah, go they go that's you how, got, that's how you put it to sleep okay. you, you put oh, you did yeah, yeah i see just people doing that with it so if i had one i'd just be <laughs> but anyway i don't have one of them probably never will because i would break that thing in 24 hours you some of the stuff i do so anyway so you know oh, just man. but but yeah anyway a good review on this this bad boy man looks good the new iphone 14 baby nice um hey the foghorn. Going back to Vanderbilt Stadium right Burr. now. You want to do it? Do it one more time. <laughs> you got it. Scared <laughs> to death. Is what we heard every third down. That's what we heard every time anything big happened for Vanderbilt. It was so annoying. You know, that was awesome. what? All right, let me ask you this really quickly because we got to move on. South Carolina has the chicken, right? Clemson Memorial Stadium, whatever they want to call it, has the tiger roaring every first down. And then we got the foghorn at Vanderbilt. I throw What's in the Missouri, most I would throw in Missouri's, even though oh, it's yeah. not a sound effect. The announcer not- going, M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Every first, like, yeah. Don't like that. That's annoying. Don't like that. That's annoying. So who's is the most annoying? I would I would go with the chicken. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. If <laughs> you've awful. ever been to Williams-Bryce Stadium in, in Columbia, <laughs> South Carolina. And it doesn't even say, it sounds like a chicken that's that's on its deathbed. Yeah. I will say this the South Carolina commentator, we're getting so off track. Mm-hmm. South Carolina commentator has a very good voice, though. Mm-hmm. He is the least annoying PA announcer mm-hmm. out there. But the foghorn was the just foghorn. ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what else is there to say? Oh, last thing about Vandy Stadium, right quick. Yeah. This was bizarre. Oh, this you want to talk yeah, about yeah, the trifecta, Adam? Yes. Let's talk about the trifecta about of the how trifecta. we entered and exited the stadium. We did. Let it rip. Um, we, we entered through the basketball coliseum, yep. which looks like, you know, you're going into it. It's old and stale. Look like, you know, it's where the Hoosiers was filmed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it really you know, does. I mean, just you would have thought that there wasn't a three-point line on the court from from what it looked like coming in. And we, we took a <laughs> peep into the, uh, the actual hardwood. Right there, so to speak, you know, and uh, so I mean, it was weird. We were we were we were going through there, and it looked like we were being herded like cattle through a through a uh, through a shoot, you know. And um, it, it it was it was one one deal where I was like, "Where's this going to lead?" 
Where are they taking us? Yeah. So we, we go actually into the arena, the basketball arena, walk around the stands, and then we filter out into the the uh, the. Uh, let me just say the word promenade, promenade, the promenade in the football stadium yeah, right there, nice. you know, and uh, kind of the right there with the concessions and bathrooms, right? And, like, and then some familiarity kicked in, Clark, because we've been there a time or two, you know, and uh, we're like, okay, we're in the football stadium. Now. Right. But it, it was odd. Yep. It was odd so being watched- herded around and from the basketball stadium to the football. Yeah, so we went through the basketball stadium to the football stadium. How did we exit? Well, we exited. We went through a tunnel, and then a, a, a light beamed down. It was almost <laughs> then, if you want to keep talking about movie correlations with our, our dramatic uh, entering and exiting, it's almost like the Field of Angels coming yes. in. Yes. Yeah, and it I, really was. Our field of dreams. <laughs> no, not even field of dreams. Wait, what is it? Angels in the outfield. I thought it was. Hold up, I thought it, it could was, be field of dreams. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah, angels yeah, yeah. in the outfield, but but maybe field of dreams would be better. Yeah, like field you of dreams, it, man. And you're just walking into the stadium, and there's a big light. You don't know where you're going, but all of a sudden you're on the warning track of Vanderbilt's baseball stadium. Oh man! And I don't understand why they didn't just send us from the. Point A to Left point B. field foul pole to the right field foul pole where we exited. But no, nah, we walked the whole entire curve and the, the warning track right there. And Clark, as me and you, went around the warning track. We waved to the fans up in the <laughs> stands. You know, the invisible people that like we yeah. were being honored walking around, you know. So, I mean, yeah, very odd. So, we, we hit up the Vander. We we were um, right beside the hardwood for Vanderbilt basketball. Of course, we saw the football field that day. And we also stepped foot on the baseball field. Unreal. It was a huge cluster, Adam. Terrible. Then we got a traffic jam from the Vanderbilt football team going to their locker room that was across the street from the stadium. And, uh, you know, then we saw a guy, a Vanderbilt player that was outside, looked like the long snapper, and we thought he might have had an early (laughs) Halloween costume on. It's like, man, that that old boy came decked out for Vanderbilt. And then we're like, oh, he's a player. Yeah. He did not look it. I'm but, telling uh, you, Adam, I think we may be able to suit up in a Vanderbilt football out, a uniform and pass you as could, a Vanderbilt You could, you could. Player. I don't have the vertical, the vertical. Um, well, you could be uh, like a backup you know, kicker. Yeah, Kickers like are that, short. Some yeah, of them. that's right. That's right. But yeah, but so, I mean, then we got congested, had to wait for the, the team to come across the street, man. You know, people, sometimes you're waiting on, I don't know, cars, traffic, um, to the team bus to head out. But no, we're, we're, we're waiting on the Vanderbilt football team to where we could go from point A to point B by foot. On the sidewalk. Yeah, because yeah. Vanderbilt football team had to come by foot across oh the street gosh. we were at. So, very, I mean, it, terrible logistics all the way around. F on that. Well, we made fun of the construction. It, it was warranted. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe we might be a little bit too hard on But, no, nah, after you go there, it, it was warranted. It looked like, you know, what probably some – like New York City looks like all the time. Yeah. With construction, yeah. cranes, everything, right. what, whatnot. So, or Beijing or somewhere, you know. Yeah. A lot of cranes. <laughs> that's, a, that's the official – Have you been to Beijing, Adam? You know what the official bird of China is? No. A crane. Ah, like a construction ah, crane. I got you. Yeah, okay. with all the, yeah, Wait, anyway. <laughs> but is it actually a crane? No, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just, I might just, be. I just, I just said that because I was talking, you know, anyway, anyway. Oh, man. Adam, you're a, you're a national treasure, my friend. All right. Weekly concession stands report. Here we go. Hit it. Adam. Boom. I got to be honest. You all hiked right. up the hot dog. I did hop up the hot dog with good reason. With good reason. Call. I, Adam, was not very impressed. It was good. It was okay. kind of good for a ball, 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 uh, ball. Yes, yes. If you go into with a, with kind of lower expectations, just knowing it's going to be a stadium dog, it is a really good hot dog. I'll, I'll grant you that. Hot dog. But if you put it up against like a gourmet know. brat or a, or, a, or a dog, you know, 
And I know that's not who we are as people. We're, we're the common men. Right. We're not going, we're not having brats. We're not the Green Bay Packer fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean? That's what they do up in Wisconsin, right? Or somewhere they're up good, north. They're good, though. Those brats are good. In, I mean, yeah, they're great. They're great. But we just, uh, just, uh, just all hot dog, man. Yeah. And, 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 and we measure that. I had two of them when I was there in 21. You know, uh, definitely was, was great. High five-star review. And I had two of them again Saturday. Mm. It's still the only SEC stadium or shoot, let's just go ahead and go outside the SEC footprint, Uh-oh. Clark. The only college football stadium I've ever been in, and that includes national championship games, um, pro state, whatever, college football venues where I've seen Georgia play, where I have got not one but two hot dogs at. That's the only Vanderbilt place. twice. I've done it two times, and both of them were in Vanderbilt. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Unreal. Tip of the hat to him, man. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Keaton Burton and his girlfriend, Victoria, they brought us a concession stand report. So let me read this right quick. Victoria says the popcorn was a little too salty. Oh, she gave it a 7.2 out of 10. Okay. No, and I love the, the, the decimal s- precision. Yes. Yeah, the I precision. Like yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, the waters were a 10 out of 10. They say the aluminum can bottle was a nice touch and helped keep the drink colder for longer. We started to see this trend. A little yeah. bit uh, in the college I think it's football good. world. I think it's good, and I really think it makes sense. And whoever came up with that um, needs a pat on the back, Clark. Mm. I think what company was it? Was it Aquafina that the waters were? I think it was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody who knows the uh, that could be the Aquafina could be the brand of the aluminum okay. bottle water. But it all makes sense. I mean, um, the uh, yeah. I was going to say the kind of the, the insulation type deal, kind of like a Yeti, right? Like you, you know, um, one of them deals keep it cool. I like it. Twist cap, man. My Move. question to you, Adam, is, is the aluminum can more eco-friendly than the plastic stuff? <laughs> Frankly, I haven't gave it much thought on, on what would be okay. what would be the best thing as far as you were, if we're talking. I mean, I think both of them you could throw in the green top trash can for the recycling. Yeah, you or, can. You know, I yeah, mean, I guess it all gets sorted out probably, somehow, right? I, right. I mean, you know, I mean, well, you don't want no plastics to get into the our, our waterways and affect the fish and the sea turtles and whatnot, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You don't want that type of thing to happen, but I don't know about I, – I, I don't know, but frankly, I'm thinking about consumption for, for, for us and, and keeping it at a, at a nice, cool temperature. And I think that's where you go, especially early season, early September games where it's smoking 90 degrees outside, mm-hmm. man. You know, it, you don't want to just – you're going to have to down water at one of these football games, oh, yeah. man, for it to stay cool. But with, with that, it probably buys you a little bit more time to, to gulp it down, you know? Right. So – Barbecue nachos, this is the last thing that Keaton said. Barbecue nachos were outstanding, 9.3 out of 10. Uh, it looked like they had some white cheddar nacho cheese, yeah. which is different. And we, we've talked about that, Clark, before. You know, at, at, when you go to a high school football, basketball, or a college basketball football game, pros, man, you see the traditional, the the, the rounded nacho chips, right, that are a little bit thick. They're just a little bit too stale out of the package, mm-hmm. I think, all the time. And then the gold cheese. You know, that, that color of the, the nacho cheese there is gold, right? right? And, uh, you know, it's whatever. We've ate them at ballparks for, for hundreds of years now. And um, I was impressed by this, Clark. I didn't get any, but I saw a guy behind us had something that caught my eye, man. I think, uh, what was it, chicken nachos or so? It looked like something you get at your local Mexican restaurant, man. The queso, queso cheese, you know? Right. It looked like something you get at, at, at La Hacienda, El Perion, uh, La, La, La uh, Vagada or, um, what? or uh, El Grande Muchacha. One of the, uh, you know, what? I mean, everybody's got their, 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 their local Mexican 
eating establishment that they like to go to. Right. Clark, that either starts with L or La or Loss or something and ends with a, with a nice word at the end, too. And it's oh, dang good. Every one of them is dang good. Is. I mean, it's great food. I love Mexican-American food, man. Love it. Love oh, it. I might gosh. go get some tonight, Clark. You should. We need to. I should. We need, we need should. To. So anyway, well, so anyway, that's the that's quality of cheese that they put on their nachos there. So A-plus on that. Vanderbilt Concessions has got it on going on. Their athletic department does not. Their construction team does not. Their engineers do not. Um, definitely their <laughs> football team and Clark Lee do not. But the uh, the concession stands team, A-plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give it to them. Well, thank you, Keaton and Victoria. And we also want to thank someone else, one of our newest patrons, Mr. McKay Smith. He's yeah. one of my best yeah. friends. Yeah. Give it up for McKay. Yeah, give best. it up. The best. We're giving it up. No, give it up. This, for this McKay. is an give honor, McKay. McKay. We we do this give thing where we stand up, give it up, and we give it up. I give it up. I give it up. McKay McKay Smith with the all time best best luck shirt in Georgia football oh. fandom history. Yes. Um. I, you know, I always ask McKay a big game that he comes to. I mean, McKay, you got to wear the shirt, man. You got to wear the Hawaiian tropical shirt that he wears <laughs> yes. and, and, with and, the Georgia G. And he always comes in clutch. Yeah, with the G on it and red and black. And he always comes through clutch by wearing it and delivering um delivering a win for the dogs. Sure does. Yeah. Oh, man. McKay is a good one. I love McKay. Good yes. college football mind. So thank you, McKay, for joining Patreon. Yeah, God bless you, McKay. <clears throat> and uh, if you are interested in becoming a patron, yeah, yeah, just please. go to uh, patreon.com slash row 60. Come join the family, man. Come join it. Yeah, Come we got an exclusive Facebook page, lots of behind-the-scenes stuff, game day content that we don't release to just everybody. So um, it is only $5 a month. And, and every- you want to be a part of it. I cut you right off, Clark, but you want to be a part of it for this last stretch. I can oh, tell you, you that. We've got some fun stuff coming up. we got a stretch coming we sure do we got a stretch coming yeah it's only five dollars a month and every single penny helps us to grow this georgia football community and and make more contact for every contact listen context baby no not context (laughs) Context. (laughs) context Oh man, we got to move on. We're we're running out of some time. I got to get going. All right, let's go in a little let's bit. Go. But I don't want to rush it, right? Yeah, it's been it's been it's been hard getting this one in, man. By week, but we're well, here. We're gonna get it. Uh, let's say this. All right. I don't know how we made it twenty five minutes to the episode without saying this. This is a we're re recording this. We are re recording. This, this is take two because we weren't to the standard, Clark. Right. And here, at row sixty, there's a certain standard that we set, and we weren't at the standard Sunday night when we recorded this, and some other stuff happened that was a little bit bigger. But also, me and Clark made a decision. We got to talking. We're like, man, we need to redo this one. We need to run it back. We do. Run it back. We need to run it back like the dogs, man. So, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, look, we hold ourselves to a standard here for the the, the, the content we want to deliver. And after kind of talking about it and, and breaking down our episode, um, we, we didn't feel like we were delivering the best that we could give. Yeah. So, there will get more. Right. And going back to Patreon right quick, we probably are going to cut a little bit out because there were some little golden nuggets that we haven't really said this time, this go around. We may post that for you patrons. We'll snip so. it. We'll snip it. So y'all watch there. out. But for yeah, that. but yeah, I mean this this time though, we, we we're, we're holding us to a, a bigger standard. Yep. Clark. I think this one might fall flat on its face too. But <laughs> hey, let's it's go. It's going good so far. All right, Clark's fun facts. You ready? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I love that. Whatever that was, that was good. We need more of that. Georgia has won 17 straight against SEC East opponents. Do you remember the last time we lost to an SEC East team? Oh, South Carolina. No, Florida in 20. Yes. I think I did that on the, the last recording, too. But anyway. <laughs> well, you got it right. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. 20. Yeah, 20. that's right. Yeah. Yep, 2020. Dang wheel route. Anyway. That was yeah. a, yeah, the wheel route of death. Dan Mullen kind of kicked quarter. our tail. That day was bad. That was, but it don't Unreal. count. It was in the COVID yeah, year. Yeah, no, nobody counts COVID cares. year. Georgia tied its own school record for consecutive wins in the SEC at 23 
First set between 1980 and 1983. We're destroying all these records right now. Just as as of now, we're breaking them and then just add some cushion to it too. You know. Yep. The dogs have won 34 straight regular season games. I think. Don't quote me on this. I think we broke Tennessee's. SEC record or something. Tennessee had one. Tennessee had one. Yeah, Tennessee had one in nineteen thirties. Oh, I think under General Nealon, maybe. Yes, I believe so. I think. Hey, I can see that. I I think we learned that on that SEC history on the uh, the history of the SEC Saturdays in the South on the SEC. Oh yeah, that's good. I think I think that was a a part. But so you're saying? I mean, uh, yeah. 80-plus years ago is the last time something has been rattled off like this. I guess so. So when they were playing teams like Sawani, Tulane. Princeton. And all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Vanderbilt scored its most amount of points since 2013 in a 31-27 to 27 Against win. Georgia. Against yeah. Georgia. Against Georgia. Right. Yeah, sorry. I should, should have added that. So, those are my fun facts. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, interesting. I mean, that last one. Yeah, I could take. I, I could. I could leave that one. I should yeah. say, but, yeah, but it needs yeah. to be said. Take the good with the bad. But right. E- either way, man. Good. Good double digit win up in Nashville. Um. Good fact. Clark Lee is starting to get this program off the ground. People, watch out. I, I noticed something on the sidelines that I, I we have not discussed at all. Okay. But I meant to point it out Saturday. Did you notice that Clark Lee has a posse that like mirrors him? No. Like Kirby's got a get back guy. Right. But there's like a posse. Uh-huh. Of people who who mirror Clark Lee's every movement. Interesting. They, like Clark was wearing the all black. They were wearing white tops. I mean, women, men, everybody. I, I, everybody was there. Like five of them that were just would pace the sidelines with Clark anywhere he went. They were wearing like white tops, black dress pants. Clark was Weird. in his all black going around, and I, I don't know. They had like I don't know clipboards and everything. It looked like a, a state senator going through the uh, <laughs> going through the, the Pentagon or not the Pentagon, the, Pentagon. the, the Capitol or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, uh, a big contingent of folks around him. <clears throat> So mm-hmm. I've never seen that with it, but I mean, mirroring every step. Well, you notice that next time you. That's kind of counterintuitive. You'd think that happened with Kirby, but it's Clark Lee of all people. Yeah. So, whatever. All right, let's talk some ball. Georgia's offense versus Vanderbilt. Um, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this game. I mean, there's really not a ton to talk about. I mean, there's I one really, obvious thing to talk about. Yeah, but, but I really don't want to talk about a lot of it. But we will. But we will. We will. We, we will. need to. We need to. Uh, Dejan ran 20 times for 146 yards and one touchdown. I want to say this. I keep, like, I see these things and I forget to write them down. I'm pretty sure this is true, though. Dejan, that was a career day for him in terms yeah. of yardage. So 146 awesome, yards. Man. He's starting to grow up before our eyes. Carson went 29 for 39, uh, 261 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Kind of a bad pick, but, you know. Yeah, and that ball could have been tipped. Right. I heard it was, oh, it was? tipped. I, I, I want to say I heard it was tipped. I didn't see it tipped. And if you look at the replay, I can't remember because I did watch the replay too. If It look, it might not have been, but a bad, 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 bad ball right Well, now. he was in double coverage anyway. I mean, yeah. not, it, it not, wasn't a good throw, but hey, man, mm-hmm. you know, you'll have that. You'll have time. it. Uh, Kendall Milton, Adam, I think he looked really good. Had some he looked really good, good runs. Clark. Yeah, he looked really good. He, it was in the first half. I think they shut him down at the half. Um, MCL was kind of acting up a little bit. But mm. he, he, the past two games, man, he's looking like what, what we've what we've thought about him. I mean, yeah. it's sneaky quiet. Yep. Uh, injury play, but sneaky quiet six yards per attempt in his career. Wow. What, six? I, Something yeah. like that. Wow. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm in the ballpark. Right? If it's not, it's, it's, it's dang close God. to six per attempt, man. So that's somebody, Clark, who's 
we need to have healthy mm-hmm. going forward in this last back Agreed. half of the stretch, man. Uh, you know, to having him and Dejon in the backfield mm-hmm. automatically would just be huge for this running attack, man. And just the offensive period, period for right. what we're about to discuss. But Kendall Milton is a stud and a uh, guy, you know, we've talked about been, and, and when he's healthy. When yeah. he's healthy, man, he's he's huge for this offense. But Dejon, you know, took majority of the carries second half and made mm-hmm. every 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 bit of his opportunity. Yeah. Well, talking about the running game, Cedric Van Pran, Adam had a career day. Did he? He had a long his longest career run on Saturday, six yards. Uh, six yards, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that was a heck of a play. It really Third was. One, Clark. Third yeah. one. I mean, not only could you turn over the ball again right there, and I, I think that would have been the second drive with two consecutive turnovers right at the beginning of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But it was close to it, and uh, yeah, Van Pran he picked up the first down that six yard carry. I mean, good alertness to find the football and be able to get it and pick it up. A very very coordinated move, Clark. Not yeah. even just diving on the ball, but yeah. in, a, in a very hostile little area in the trenches right there, picking up the ball and, and getting some positive yardage right there. Clark, man, you looked at that play and, and Rich, too. And the way Carson like kind of threw his arms up in there and, right. and went back, it kind of was like, did we just try a fumble rooski against <laughs> Vanderbilt on a little Giants play oh, on gosh. third and one right there? Kind of a fumble rooski deal. But, nah, it, uh, it, it kind of looked that way it from did. the stands. But, no, looking at it, it was good heads-up play by Van Pran, man. And, um, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Making an athletic play. Dominic Lovett, nine receptions, 72 yards, one touchdown. He is starting to kind of make some noise here. Yeah, him man. and Ra Ra, we're starting Stood. to see these guys, and we're going to need them in the future to step up yes, even more. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, but I think he had a great game. Let's see. A couple more notes here. Really good. Uh, just real quick. The little quick out pass, what you call to him uh, out there with him? I mean, I always picked up about six, seven yards pop. It yeah. like, you know, and a good perimeter blocking out there for mm-hmm. him. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Dom did a good job. I think that was kind of his coming out party here at Georgia. And yeah. hoping back half of the season we see more of them. Agreed. A very balanced attack. I mean, we threw 39 times. We rushed for 39 times. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you know, keeping the, keeping a defense on its toes and then 11 for 16 on third downs. You know, you don't want to get in third down situations, but if you do end up in third downs, it's good to be able to convert into sustained drives. And if you're doing that, let's see 11, I don't know math, 11 of 16, that's obviously over 50%, but and if, oh, memory, right, if memory serves seven. right, too, Clark, a lot of them third downs, man, where if you're on in third down, you're you're third and short, right? right. I, I don't remember there being a lot of third and longs mm-hmm. that Georgia was faced with yeah. uh, in, in Nashville. Third, third and manageable, you could do a lot of things with it, and Georgia was able to convert, and, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Keep those chains moving, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, turnovers, got to start limiting those. I mean, yeah, it, and here's that gets the thing. you beat. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. If, it gets you, you know, beat. people are already asking, and we're going we're gonna to talk about this in just a little bit. People are asking, well, what, you know, what's to come for this Georgia football team in the regular season? Obviously, we got Brock out. That we're once again going to touch that on that in just a minute. But turnovers are deadly in this league. Turnovers in the games that we're about to play are deadly, and they can get you beat. It'll smoke you. Yep. Yeah, it gets you beat. I mean, you, I, we've been able to win games and and lost the turnover. Yeah, and then turnover battle, Clark, and uh, not been our favor, but you can't do that consistently in a twelve-game SEC mm-hmm. schedule and expect to win every one of them and yep. reach the goal that Georgia hopes to do this year. And uh, yeah, and I hope that and that's something that's going to be addressed this off week mm-hmm. right now in the next couple of weeks is you can't turn the football over and expect to win, especially these games coming up, like you alluded to. Completely agreed. We're about to start <laughs> playing some very balanced, complimentary. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the that's word. Right. That's Complimentary right. football that's right. moving that's forward. Right. That's right. So, with that said, let's talk about Georgia's defense. 
Uh, once again, not much to say about these guys. Good game from Smile. He was our leading tackler. Uh, he had UGA's lone sack of the game, I believe. Pretty sure we only had one sack. You know, and people, too, they, they want to look at numbers. We're all kind of analytical. We want, and I think it's empirical evidence. Okay. I think. Yep. Empirical evidence is. Got me. I'm right not. behind you. Tell them. <laughs> yeah, anyway, just numbers. People like numbers. And people, if you look at the sack numbers that Georgia has, not very impressive. But. You know, why, why do you think that is, Adam? Well, Clark, I mean, I think it's the offense. I mean, yeah, you're, you don't have the edge rushing studs or the interior guys that you've had in the past, but they're still talented guys capable, I think, of making quarterback sacks, if you want to call it that. But I think you talk. we talk about even quarterback hurries and pressure, man. And, and, and I want to say, Clark, we actually have more sacks at this point in time of the year than we did last year. Really? I think – Man, I did know the number, but I forgot it in a couple of days that when I looked at it. I, well, like 12 and 7, like 7 yeah. sacks last year, 12 sacks this year. Up to this point. To, up to this point in the season, correct. And we finished the year with 28 last year. Wow. So, obviously, you what? you If you had 7, let's say it was 7, it could be, hey, you, you quadruple that percentage in the back half of the year, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you did three times as much. Yeah, yeah. Four times as much. Well, if you already had seven, then three times add. as much. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <So>. Math. <laughs> it's okay. Like it. No, it's all good. Um, but, yeah, um, our point that's trying to be made is, Clark, I think it's a big thing. It, all of a sudden, I don't think they just, oh, found it. I think it's because of the offenses that you face, too, man. I think there's some offenses that you are able to pin your ears back more and get after them, and that results in more sacks. And then mm. there's some, I think, the defensive game plan is – it's not as much as the quarterback hurries that, that you have, man. And um, I think I don't think it's a problem per se. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see what, what happens in these last four games, man, because mm-hmm. it'll be fun to see Michael Williams and some of these boys just eat. Yeah, and I have to believe, and I've been saying this, and you've been saying this. We're, we've been, you know, a lot of people look at it and they think, oh, we're very vanilla on offense. Of course, that's not really true anymore because we're starting to show more stuff. We, I feel like, have been very vanilla defensively through seven games, and in the next few games i mean kirby understands we got to play this is a marathon not a sprint the next few games are really when it starts to matter a yeah. lot and so we're going to start throwing more blitzes more of these exotic blitz yes, packages right. love saying that that's yeah. exactly right that's a good time and, and i agree with that man and and like it's like you we, we just alluded to as far as just the uh, quarterback hurries and sack numbers i mean you're not just every down just bull rushing and trying yeah. to just get whatever i think there, there's more it's more complex than that i feel like and uh i think we'll see more of it um i i'll allude back to probably when people were the most hesitant about the defensive front um, and the Kirby Smart era was back in 2018, mm-hmm. since uh, b- before this year. Yep. And uh, a lot of people talked about the same type deal that we're talking about now with that team. And, yeah, that team didn't win a national championship. But the difference in the line play, and I think the especially the outside linebacker play and everything, changed drastically with uh, just a few personnel changes and some things after the off week going into mm-hmm. Jacksonville and, stayed at a, and was at an elite level the back half of the season. And I expect the same to happen yeah. This year, yeah. this go around, man, and I, I don't know. You might see some more guys, some younger guys, uh, be able to be plug and play more. Right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tyke, I think he looked really good against Vanderbilt. He's starting to make a lot of good yeah. open field tackles, uh, yeah. and he he got the one interception. He, he's just breaking yeah. on the ball better, I think. And I don't know if it was Tyke had busted coverage that first play, um, mm-hmm. but or not. But either or, he definitely made up with it, and the, the year has been great for him. I think. I mean, we forget coming in 2021, he was All American at West Virginia, so veteran guy and uh, somebody who I think has had a phenomenal year, and love him at the star nickelback 
oh, yeah. position. Oh, yeah. Uh, we held Vandy to just 219 yards. Yeah. That's total yards there. 201 through the air and 18 on the ground. And it's yeah. not like they didn't run the ball. I mean, they tried 15 times and just got, I guess, stuffed. So, oh, yeah, man. I um, mean, you look at it, Clark, and yeah, the 37 to 20 is not a flashy score. No. You know, it's not a video game score by any means. And when you look at it in the bottom ticker across the nation, man, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, George only beat Vanderbilt by 17. But look at this stat right here. How many total yards Vandy have? 219 on yes. offense? And Georgia had what, like five fifty, something like that. It's like yeah. five fifty. It was definitely around that ballpark. And so five, you you outgaining five hundred fifty to two nineteen, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you you hit and you connect on a few plays. I can think of the um, Aaron, Aaron Smith, Smith drop. I think Carson Beck overthrew a guy when we were in the red zone that could have made it seven instead of three that we got there. And you, you connect with that, and then you start pulling away, and it's more of a 48-7. You hold them on a fourth down play, right. I think, that Vanderbilt had that you they converted. You don't throw a pick. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that type of deal, man. But you see, it's not like it was ever really close. This game never felt in jeopardy, Clark. No. And – um. You know, and and I, I feel like it was definitely hard after a, a after a big win at home in Athens against Kentucky to get these guys, 18, 22 year old guys, awake and fired up <laughs> in a game that there's nobody there. You go from ninety two thousand screaming fans at seven thirty at night to eleven a.m. local time, twenty thousand people on the road, man. And let's and, be clear, hold on. Hard. Let's be clear. There were 20,000 Georgia fans. Uh, exactly. 20,000 yeah, anyway, Georgia fans. That, you know, you're right. I forgot to right. mention so, that. So. so, I mean, it was just it, it's, it's just different, man. That's that's a tough place to really just get up and play at a high level yeah, up there. Yeah, I agree. Even though we saw it two years ago, that was an outlier. I, I've never really felt like Georgia's ever, besides two years ago in 21, played a very good football game up in Vanderbilt. I mean, you think about 11, almost lost. 13 Gosh. did lose. 15 wasn't impressive. 17, uh, we blew him out. It was, it was, it was forty-one to nothing, game. but it wasn't like it was, it was forty-one to nothing. I'm pretty, we shut him out. I'm almost positive. Really? I think so. Dang, I don't remember shutting him out. But yeah, it was impressive. Nineteen was season opener, and it wasn't wasn't as impressive. I don't think even, uh, but season opening game. So anyway, it's just one of those. <clears throat> no, we didn't 14. shut him out. Sorry. But, yeah, I mean, still, it, I. It's just a tough place, man. I, I'm just glad get up there, get a win, and um, I think the tail of the season is going to be what happens in the next four games, Clark, yeah. four or five games, and yep. um, I'm excited to see. Sorry, 41 to nothing was Vandy's little brother, Tennessee. That's who mm. we beat 41 to nothing. That's right. That's right. Vanderbilt's <laughs> little brother. Butch Jones, uh, farewell. Yep. Oh, man. All right, enough about defense. Special teams. Brett yeah. Thorson, Adam, has got to be the most bored individual on the Georgia football team. Yeah. He just sits on the sideline and just what, – what does he do? I mean, I mean we, need to, be thinking, we need to man. interview him. I mean, he's got to be thinking, how do I get taped to the NFL? <laughs> yeah. Pra I guess he just has right. to go practice. Maybe – like he has a summer league out in Australia, yeah, he could he could get some some tape in, you know. I mean, yeah, he's definitely man uh, something that it's been. Even last year, he didn't punt a lot. I know. But when he has come in, Clark, oh, we needed him to flip the field, pin him, coffin corner kicks. He he he's been mm -hmm. great. I oh, feel yeah. like really good at it, and I think anytime we do need him. Uh, he's definitely been able to flip field and pin some pin some uh, offensive back. Yes, I sorry, this is going a little off topic here. I think it was Mark Stoops. There's somebody was talking about as a head coach talking about Australian punters and and saying that there's only like 12 in the nation that are playing college football. There's no way there's only 12. I'm pretty well. Or no, ma way. or maybe it was Brett. Maybe it was a punter that was answering this. I don't remember, but 
Somebody was saying that there are only 12 right now, but they all come from like one academy oh, really? in Australia. That's, yeah, so, so we need to find it. Talking about what we talked about on an episode it, earlier, exactly. we need to find that academy and interview somebody from there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. We need to, <laughs> like the origin got, stories yeah, of some of these guys. That's, I would have definitely said there was – I would have bet my house that there was more than 12 – Maybe there are. Maybe meant- from Australia because it know. seems like every time I look at a team playing ball, and heck, they might all just be in the SEC. I don't know. I know that twelve of them might all be in the SEC, but who knows? That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be a good off-season episode. Yes, dive we deep need just- into the Australian punting. We need to so- go to Australia, hop on a plane. Yep. And Adam, while we go to Australia, we'll, not right we'll, now. Not no, 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 We're not going to travel anywhere right now. Just wait. Let the world settle down a little bit. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, you're right. Um. And then Peyton Woodring. I thought he looked great. Oh, man. Three for three with a long of 44. Uh, he's answered the bell, Adam. Yeah, man. No longer really have to close your eyes when, when you look <laughs> yeah. at a field goal anymore. And he, he's done phenomenal mm-hmm. from uh, since the Auburn game. Um, made some clutch kicks in a hostile environment at Auburn and hadn't looked back since. Yep. Man. So he's found a stride freshman kicker. We got a good one there. Oh, yeah. Midterm grades. Let's grade a letter grade. Okay. Let's letter grade every yeah. – position group on Georgia's team. Let's do okay. it. Who do you want to start And with? everybody's going to be screaming in the car like, are you crazy? They should have been a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, okay, let's start on the offense side of the football court. Let's just go to the signal caller, quarterback. Ooh. Uh, you know, Carson hasn't been – I'll say this. He hasn't really been put in the position other than Auburn where he's had to really step it up. You know what I'm saying? So, but right. But with that said – I mean, he hasn't played awfully by any means. I think no. he's played really good, you know? He's, he's so I would give him, expectations. Yeah, I agree. I would give him a, a solid A or A minus. A. A. A, 100% okay. A, man. Yeah. I mean, I would think – I think you could argue he's the second-best quarterback in the SEC right now. And right at the beginning of the season, we were – he wasn't even in the conversation of national pundits. And we were even talking about maybe a Spencer Rattler. But I think behind Jaden Daniels, he is playing the best right now mm-hmm. and who I would trust uh, to be leading the offense. I yeah. think he has exceeded expectations, man. I mean, you look at just lining up 300-yard passing games. And uh, I know he didn't quite hit the 300 mark against Vanderbilt, but I, it doesn't matter. He, um, he is – elite i trust him mm-hmm. and i think uh he's battle tested now from coming back from against sec opponents in the second half being down by double digits and against two teams i feel like and and uh somebody who i think is just going to continue to progress as the season goes far and somebody we're going to have to have man yeah. and i can't and, and can't wait to see who he distributes the ball to and i think and well, he's done a good job of distributing it to many other people i mean what in kentucky game there's 12 different people who caught the football something like that and so uh, somebody who I very much trust and have been excited to have, man. Yes. Be behind center. So, yeah, definitely an A. Definitely okay. an A. Okay. All right, running back room, Clark. All right. Running backs give me – hmm. They played pretty well. Uh, I, I, I just – I mean, because it's we, – we've got some guys out, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not 100%. Right. Uh, maybe a – a minus B plus. Yeah, I'd say B minus. I was going to say B minus, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, we've had to put a running back back there who's shined when he has gotten some carries, man. I think Cash Jones has done everything he's asked of. Finally, getting Dejon Edwards back, he's gotten into his groove, man. Kendall Milton's been banged up, but All a right. healthy Kendall Milton, I feel like it's hard to really grade them fairly on because of the adversity of injuries and everything as a room total court. Yes. And uh but I feel like man you have a potential court to when we do final season grades mm-hmm. at the end of the the, the the season that it could be 
elevated up to an A+. A plus. Yeah, you I have a healthy Kendall Milton, man. Dejon sure. Edwards, after what coming off a career high, 146 yards. And I feel like, too, you're going to see more more of us trying to establish a run and have Milton and Edwards as the two main backs. Um, get Rod Robinson back, uh, potentially. So, yeah, I, I think it's unfair, but B-minus is good. I think it's been all right for for what's been asked of of, of a lot of different guys in that room with, with injuries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, man, if Milton can stay healthy and Edwards stay healthy both, I think we could really see it elevate up to even an A grade. Yep, agreed. Offensive line next? Yeah, offensive line. Um, I would say A-plus a and pass pro. Yeah. And a B minus C plus in run blocking. So averages out to B plus. Yeah. B minus B B. B B plus. Yeah, something like that. I'd say, I, I, w- yeah. I would go with a solid B. Um definitely yeah. some room for improvement. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they they they're starting to gel. They really yeah. are. And I think pr- our preseason expectations were probably way too high. Yeah. Um, however, they can still meet those expectations oh, yeah. for sure. They have the and, potential. It's there. And and you got to think, too, we've got some injuries, injuries as well <laughs> that are yeah. just bugging everybody. So, you know. You got Trust, who should be okay. Um, and then Mims, who probably the, the most highly touted guy who's missed a good majority bulk of the season, Clark. And, but I, I'll be honest, I think it's been a theme that the offensive line has just ramped up as the season progresses under Kirby Smart for, for years, man. I think last season we were talking about how they were a disappointment at the beginning. Then at the end of the year, they were just bulldozing people. So I think that's another group that I expect at the end of the year we reevaluate and that grade will be higher. Mm, yeah. Wide a receivers. Let's do wide receivers. Yeah, wide receivers, man. Um, Right now, uh, B+. Plus. I'd give them an A. I mean, yeah. the only thing that's keeping them from an A-plus is just some drop passes here and there. And, I mean, well, I guess you could you could argue about an A, B. I, I, I could see. But I'm going – I'm sticking with an A. I think they've played phenomenally um, so far. But, once again, there's room – I don't know how much more they can give or do. Yeah. You know, if we I get guys healthy – If we get a healthy lad back out there – if we pick up a little bit more with the perimeter blocking and we just make a few more catches. I think I mean, that would be plus, the thing that's a perimeter blocking, man. That's yeah. going down to a B plus because you're not just going to pass catching and, yeah. and explosive plays. But in some explosive plays that have been dropped by receivers and some, it was not fair on them. It just mm-hmm. uh, Carson Beck overthrew him. But overall, I mean, that Kentucky game was an A plus. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure, for sure. <laughs> and and I think some guys going to have to step up and be that oh, guy, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, in the second half of the year, and they will. Then it's there. You get McConkey getting healthier every week and uh and Ra Ra Thomas, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint, and um Dominic Lovett as our guys and you put Makai Muse in there um sometimes on little quick tunnel screens. I mean a lot of talent, a lot of a lot of good stuff that Bobo can do with that group. Brian McClendon I think has done a great job. And I mean I, I don't think it's a bad thing to be plus and I, I think um that's gonna be though where this team, where this position group elevates itself, Clark, is going to be, I think See where Georgia goes yep. the rest of the way. I yep. think that's going to be the biggest thing. And then I, I want to see somebody who is going to be that that guy you know you're going to go to. That guy. Who's going to be that guy on third down that uh, Carson Beck's looking at? Agreed. Yeah. Tight ends, A-plus. going to be McConkie, right? Right. But anyway. Right. Tight ends, A-plus, no doubt about it. We're going to save the Brock talk in just a second. We're yeah. getting to it. Um, let's go defense side of the ball right yeah. quick. Secondary, what Second- do you think? Ooh. I love a B plus for everything almost. <laughs> I think well, I think we hadn't got our ceiling on everything, especially yeah, on yeah. the defense side of the ball. Maybe A. I, I think you could call it a B plus because I think Dalen Everett's growing. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I definitely think you wouldn't call that side of the cornerback play an A yet out of him. I think there's been some times where – you can't say it's an A performance, man. You got to take off your red and black glasses and well, say that. Yeah, right. I mean, he's had some A plus games, but he's also had some B minus games. Right. right. So right. average out, maybe a B plus. Sure. Mark Lasseter, I think, has been solid. Yeah. It? And I think he's a top ten corner in the nation. And uh, Javon Bullard, I think you can't, even though he's back on the field because you've missed him for an extended period of time, hadn't elevated up to an A. Malachi starts an A plus performance. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, at the end of the year, this group will be in the A range without Agreed. a doubt, without a doubt. And Tyke Smith, I feel like, has done good. Um, but I think this secondary even has room that they're going to improve even more um, as, uh, as the season progresses. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's go with linebackers. Inside? We'll just uh, – yeah, we'll go – yeah, inside. I mean, B. it's really – B. Yeah. I'm with you. B. B. I mean, it's, it's, flashes, it could but be then better. not good. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't just rave about them, but you also can't say, oh, my gosh. You know, because I think, like, I think Pop had a great game against Kentucky. But right. I think there's been some times where, like at Auburn, where, golly, man, uh, sideline, sideline speed just isn't, isn't there. In sense. But Smile then had a good game against Vanderbilt, Clark, you just alluded to. So, another group, I mean, and it's a trend for all these position groups, man, where the ceiling is just it, – it's still there. High ceiling still there yeah. for them to get to. There's room left for improvement. I think right. they hadn't maxed out. So And then last but not least, the defensive line. Well, the outside linebackers. Oh, too, okay. Clark. Do you want to – set? so you want to separate outside linebackers? Yeah, C-plus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> B-minus. B- I'll give okay, a little You'll give a B-minus. I'll say C-plus. Uh, yeah. Uh, trending We're up, getting there. Though. We're trending getting up. there. Let's just leave it at that. Right. Let's just leave we'll it at keep that. It at but that. We'll, we'll see how they come out of the off week. Definitely sure. a group I feel like will be a whole lot graded higher at the end of the year, but either it's tweaks or mm-hmm. uh, personnel changes. Or I don't it may know. just be schemes. You know, yeah. I, I don't – we we don't know. I mean, we, we yeah. can guess. We we look at this yeah, from exactly. a fan perspective. Exactly. And, and 32 had a heck of a game against Kentucky, man. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. But right now – I don't think it's a standard because we all we've heard about is we gotta we can't make sure nobody breaks containment, you know, something yeah. all that good stuff. So all right, let's uh, go over the inside to defensive line. Yeah. Now. Um definitely not to the A plus standard that we've seen the past couple of years. B. I'll go with B too. That's fair. B. I mean, you, we're we're saying a lot of B's, a lot of A's, you know, A minus, but that's where this team is. We are so close to putting it all together. I think the the you know, the best game we've had so far is Kentucky, and I would give yeah. the whole team not necessarily an A-plus, but an A. I mean, yeah. that's a solid performance. If yeah. you're playing your A game, that's right. literally, that's um, right. you're playing pretty good football, especially right. at Georgia. And everybody's clicking all so, cylinders, man. And, yeah. and, and, and another thing, defense lines is another group that's been riddled with injuries. You get Tyron Ingram Dolphins back, man. So let's see how that goes. Christian Miller, if as he develops, getting more playing time. because It's hard for these younger guys right off the bat, unless you're just a – Freak like Jalen Carter come in and make a big difference on the defensive yeah. line. I think more than any position group, and uh, but you start seeing more of them contribute towards the, the latter part of the season. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, hey, but potential's there, man, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be I'm, tested. I'm not sure. excited about this no. news. Adam. Let's talk about Brock it. Let's talk about it. Bowers. Let's talk. Maybe about we it. jinxed him with the Brocktober stuff. No, we're not. Gonna, <laughs> we're not play that. Drake. You know what, Drake? You, do you know the, about the Drake curse? No. The rapper Drake. No. You've never heard of the Drake curse. I've never heard of the Drake curse. I've All heard right. of the man. Okay. You know Drake. I the do rapper. know Drake. All right. So Drake is notorious for like putting on teams' gear, like yeah. Alabama, for example. I don't right. remember what year it was, but they didn't win a national championship when he proclaimed to be an Alabama fan. Okay. He said, "Roll Tide" in a video. Yada yada. And then all of a sudden, 
Alabama lost. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been going on with different teams. And now the other day, I mean, I say the other day, it was like two weeks ago, Drake puts on social media, he says, go dogs. And then he's seen wearing a black shirt with a Georgia G. So he just it. cheers for whoever's winning at the time. Exactly. Okay. It, it, Drake you. is your Typical quintessential bandwagon. Yeah. bandwagon fan. I got you. I got you. And so now he's cursed. Well, that's what everybody He's cursed. He's cursed brought by, so it's like a Madden cover curse. Exactly. So, okay, exactly. I got you. Exactly. Wow, man. So, oh, well, anyway. Forget Drake, man. Well, Brock Bowers, though, man, you just hate it for this kid. And this is the reason yeah. why we're re-recording this, too, part yeah. of the reason. Because, once again, we didn't know about this news when we were recording on Sunday. News broke Monday that he was having, what is it, tightrope surgery? Yeah, yeah, tightrope surgery, man. Watching him limp off the field at Vanderbilt just put a gut. It felt just, your stomach just felt like it was just, just got punched. And let's be clear, that happens when we see most players walking yeah. off the field. Or any player. Uh, any player. Oh, yeah. I mean, you hate to see it, anybody, any team. and but, But just knowing... When you see a lower leg injury and he's hobbling off, like how serious it is, man. And yeah. then once we got the news earlier this week that he is going to be out four to six weeks, and then people start talking about, well, I mean, he's such a highly recruited. He's already got two rings, um, all this stuff. Why, why don't you just not play again at Georgia and stuff? And and uh, I just don't think – I could be wrong. I could eat crow on. I don't think Brock Bowers is built that way, Clark. I think he's going to come back when he can. And, 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 and Georgia is not – this coaching staff, this medical staff is not going to abuse Brock and just no. and just even if he's not ready to get on the field, kind of push for him to get on the field, man. And mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best medical staffs that Ron Corson's got um, in the nation and facilities that Georgia can use for rehab that Brock will be back. I think you will see him back, and I think he will play another snap in the red and black, Clark. And, um, I mean, you think Tua came back from it in like three, four weeks? 27 days. Yeah, so – I'm not saying trying to compare the two. I mean, there's different circumstances, but the way Brocky is, man, I feel like he'll be back. And I don't know what when do you when do you call it? Let's say if he does come back, you know, call I if if I'm Kirby and I'm looking at this, um, whew, you know, there's no timely injury. Let's just let's right, just say right, 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 but, right. But if there were a time for for this to happen, I guess it's better. I mean, going into the bye week than yeah. after the bye week, maybe. Um, you got a little time, you got a, a little buffer because let's be honest here. Brock Bowers is a majority of Georgia's offense this year, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? It, or it has been, right? right? A good chunk, I would say. Not had to have the second half in Jordan Hare State, right? All right, had to. I mean, and and it's it's a big blow, but we've at least got some time to game plan and to think. Okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna do this without Brock? Right? Who? And, th- and this is where you as a tight end. And if you're recruited to the University of Georgia as a five-star and, and you're behind a guy like Brock Bowers, dang it, you step up and you make a name for yourself. That's right. And so this is where Oscar Delp is going to have to step it up. This is where Lawson Lucky may have to step it up. And and little tidbit here, Lawson Lucky had this same exact surgery uh, in in the beginning of the season, or like right, right before the season started, right. and he's back out there yeah. now. So uh, if you're asking me a timeline, what I'm thinking is uh, if I'm Kirby, I'm not playing him the rest of the regular season. Yeah. Unless we absolutely need him in a situation, but hopefully we don't need him in, in Neyland. And hopefully, if we need him in Atlanta, something's wrong. Um, uh, not not the Ben's Atlanta. Right. I'm talking about oh, our Tate. little oh, our little yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah, right, right, That's right, what right, I mean. No, no. But no, I, I would say SEC championship. He's going to be back. And think about this, right quick. The last thing I'm going to say about it. Think about this. Uh, even if he's not ready for the SEC championship, 
he's going to have another two, three weeks if we do make it to a playoff game. Yeah. So true. there's extra rest in that. Right, man. And uh, you look about it. I mean, Brock Bowers definitely on a different level. But two years ago, you lose George Pickens and win the national championship. But two years ago, he was number one receiver. Then two years or last year, A.D. Mitchell was mm-hmm. the guy, man. You, you go the majority of the season without him, and both yep. of them come back in the playoffs. And and uh, I, I, what what I look at it, Clark, you're right about Delp and Lucky. But not only the tight end room, who's going to step up? Who's going to step up in the receiver room yep. or on offense? Even even as Kendall Milton's going to be a guy we need to lean on and, mm-hmm. and run more or who's going to be the receiver that's going to say hey give me the football if you're if you need a play made on third and you know intermediate passes or third and long passing the ball through the air big time play look to this guy who's yep. going to be that guy naturally you think it's Lad McConkie and you see is he going to be that guy as, as he's getting back into the swing of things and his what third game back in the rotation right. or fourth game will be in Jacksonville so or is it going to be Ra Ra Thomas Dominic Lovett who we saw explode Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint or is it going to be a combination of all of them stepping up man and i feel good about it and also you gotta say well and brock don't only and you're right one hidden thing man is how good he is blocking and run support or or yep. these little quick bubble screens or whatever yep. too he is he is jam up with that it's hard to replace but delp's gonna be a good one lawson lucky is a highly touted freshman man that i think is gonna come in and and make a difference but as far as where we're at, I think you're going to see guys in the receiving room, mm-hmm. wide receiver room, step up, yep. and you're going to see some guys develop the big Bex go-to guys, and I think we're going to be okay. Now, yeah, it doesn't make things tougher. Yeah. Now, what I'm thinking about, though, Clark, our rivals and our people, because you got a – a Florida team who's only has one SEC loss still has SEC East Championship <laughs> hopes. Yeah. Unbelievable, they do, they do. They so do. they're seeing blood. Missouri one loss period in the SEC. There's SEC Championship hopes for them. Ole Miss one loss period SEC Championship hopes for them. Tennessee one loss all right now. Just after the day of this recording, SEC Championship hopes for them. So you're looking at that, Clark. The next four games you're playing, all of these teams to the current date of this recording all have SEC Championship aspirations. And all of them have just – I mean, and, and I'm not going to say all of them, but there's there's been some ridiculous stuff out there, Clark. Ridiculous oh, yeah. stuff from my rival fan bases, Tennessee and Florida fans, celebrating Brock's injury. I will never celebrate a freaking 18- to 22-year-old kid or anybody, it doesn't matter the age, getting injured on a football field. Yeah. That is ridiculous. It's low, it's low class, man, and, and I expect nothing else of Tennessee fans. Nothing else. Yeah, well, Nothing else of it, man. <laughs> well, I've, I've, some of them. And I know Georgia has – everybody's got their bad apples, but I'm true. on a rant about them right now because they're seeing blood. Yeah. Everybody's getting, oh, 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 we're going to go beat Georgia. We're gonna go, we need to get tickets because we need to be there when we need to take down Georgia. How many daggum tickets do you think was bought in North Florida this week to go to the, – and they're making some some uh, some accommodations. Let's take a weekend trip, you know, an hour up the road to Jacksonville Beach. Let's go to this Georgia-Florida game now because they don't got brought. They don't got brought. Billy's going to get this one. This is going to be the one we need to be at. This is going to be our night. 1985 game right here, Clark. That's what they're thinking right now. That's what they're thinking right now. Missouri fans are starting to think it. They're thinking, oh, we beat South Carolina. We get a bye week going into Athens. We were so close to them last year. We're going to take care of business. Ole Miss fans, oh, Lane's got us rolling. Let's go. And then Tennessee fans, if they beat Alabama, oh, my gosh, I don't even want to know what their hype is going to be. But, hey, it's exciting. Bring it on, man, because to be the man, you got to beat the man, Clark. And nobody's beat the man yet, and it's going to be tough. No doubt it's going to be tough. It will. And, and there's a lot of games you got to get up for consecutively, man. And a lot of teams are going to give you their A-plus shot, Clark. Mm-hmm. And, yes, you're missing your superstar guy. But this is why you recruit at the level that Georgia has recruited, Clark. Yep. And it's time to go. It's time to let it rip. Somebody step up. Let's go to Jacksonville. Let's put their our foot on their throat and establish <laughs> that Georgia is still the number one team in the nation and the odds-on national championship favorite, even without Brock Bowers and just wait till he comes back. Yep. I hope there's a chip on every single player's shoulder and coaching shoulder and Butts mere st- 
building right now. I mean, the, uh, you got to make some good out of bad situations because you're going to have bad situations in life, Clark. And the good that can come out of this, man, is now there is a, a narrative and a talking point in this football locker room, Clark, of people are, are doubting them because they don't have Brock Bowers. So it's a one-man offense in the yeah. team. So where are these studs going to step up, man, right. and, and, and make a name for themselves, It's Clark. a challenge to them. It really is to the players, to the receivers, to Everything, the tight ends. Man. It's a challenge I mean, now. I mean, the last, there's just been panic. Everybody's just been panicking. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh, out. who are we going to lose to? And, and we could. We there could, could be because yeah. there's some good because these teams that, that we got coming up are a whole lot better than where we thought a lot of them are, man. You got to tip your hat to them. But are they good enough to beat Georgia, Clark? And that's why I play the game. But, and it's tough stretch. It's a tough stretch. We'd be unrealistic to say there's no chance. But man, I'm fired up about it. And I think it starts in Jacksonville. No better place to start it for somebody to step up and make a name for themselves. Get etched in Georgia history and show out in Jacksonville. No better way to do it than showing out in Jacksonville. Like Who's going to step up, Clark? Who's going to step up? But right now, everybody is doubting Georgia, and I love it, baby. Me too. I love it. Let's go. Feed. Let's go. Let it rip. Let everybody, all your Tennessee, Florida fans, everybody's just come out of the woodwork, say they're going to beat you. You you let them know. You don't talk trash right now to them. You be respectful. Say, let's see what happens. But hey, when that, that game's happening and Georgia's up by about 14 points in the fourth quarter, you point at the scoreboard on the TV, and you <laughs> Let them know. You let them know where their program's at and where oh, your program man. is. Yes. Woo! Nice. That should have been the end of the show. It's been bulling all yeah. week, man, because I read the hoopla. I, I read the too. hoopla and the chatter, and yeah, Georgia could get beat. And yes, yeah, stuff could stuff could happen, go sideways, but nah, man, I'm fired up. I can't I, what's happening right now at Buttsmere and uh, on those practice facilities this week is I have all the confidence in the game plan that's gonna happen and how this team is gonna finish the second half of the season. It's gonna be exciting. And let's roll. I know we gotta go, but that's it. You're good. Hey, I love it. I love the energy, love the passion. Everybody's gotta get fired up about it, man. I mean, this yep. is a huge stretch. People don't understand this it is big. Is. This is big. big. If you want three people, a lot of fans are feeling it. They're out, they're smelling blood, Clark. Yeah. If you want to three-peat, this, this is, you got to get through this stretch. All right, last week's games. Let's run through these right quick. Oregon at Washington. This is a huge, this is a big oh, time. Oh, just dropped the ball. Yes. Just uh, dropped the ball. God bless them. A big-time matchup uh, between these two. Huge ranked matchup. 36-33, Washington wins. And, I I mean, they've got the driver's seat now with with uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Or uh, Notre Dame beating USC. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 man. I mean, uh, yeah, odds to go to the Pac-12 championship. I think Oregon's still okay, still can make yeah, the playoffs, man. And, and I think if they do rematch in the Pac-12 championship, that uh, Oregon can beat them next go-round. Mm-hmm. But oh, damn. Good, good football game. Dan Lanning, man. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, a <laughs> – he's, he's brave. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Yeah. He's got some guts. Oh, he does. He loves to go on fourth and short. I like the confidence. Against Washington, yeah. He's gambled twice and he's lost twice in back-to-back years. He's got to keep keep shooting, man. That's it. Texas A&M at Tennessee, 20-13. to 13, The Vols win. And, man, they wanted – they really did want A&M to win this one, I think. But A&M just didn't want it. Yeah, they man. just didn't take it. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> the, the team in Tennessee, you're seeing respectable defense out of Tennessee now yeah. in a running game. I mean, not what you think of a Josh Heupel football team, but that's what they got in Knoxville. They're winning games. And uh big one coming up for them. A&M is Jimbo Dillon Clark. Oof, yeah. I got to catch my breath. You good? You yeah, about I'm to good. pass out? I'm good. I'm Take good. a got swig a of uh, – I, I, oh, I, I don't have any water in my old pink Uh-oh. cup. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> hey, I mean, you can I, drink the uh, 2021 Coke there. Nah, I, I'll, I'll get something after the after this. I got to eliminate or something up in the, in the fridge. We'll get nice. to Anyway. Uh, Florida at South Carolina, 41-39. South Carolina wow. blew this game, man. Did you see Shane Bean broke his foot? Yeah, and then he laughed about it. He is strange to me. 
I know we pile on Shane Bean on the show, but we started from day one, and we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, might as because well. material just keeps being provided to us to do that, right? Yep. Thank you, Shane. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, bad loss. Bad loss from him. Um, definitely, he won't get fired, but this season – well, there'll be a lot. Of, this offseason for him won't be as good as last year. Mm-mm. He won't be taking trophies in the in the passenger seat, dropping off his kids at school in January. <laughs> yeah, no state cup trophies. I don't know. They might be Clemson, but oh, that would be yeah, that would, amazing. Yeah, but, they probably could beat Clemson. That's this right. Year. Maybe but, I don't. You know. know, this has rejuvenated some life, pumped a little life back into Florida. Clark, mm-hmm. you know, their own their own life support right now. Florida is, but uh, this, this right there gave them a little jolt. Yeah, it did. Uh, Miami at UNC, 41-31. UNC wins Yeah, the Tar Heels, man. They're rolling. Matt Brown's got them a team, man. He's got them a quarterback. They got that Trez Walker receiver, mm-hmm. finally eligible. Right. He looked impressive for them. Uh, top 10 team. Uh, so the ACC, one of the undefeated teams, Louisville's lost. So we'll see what happens in North Carolina and Florida State. But good win for North Carolina. I tell you, I mean, nobody had North Carolina in their Final Four at the preseason. As far as no, I know. I didn't. I mean, I, I know some people Maybe had them in as March. a dark horse. Yeah, maybe in March, yeah, but – yeah. Oh, oh, man, I bet Eric Church is fired up about the Tar Heels being good at football this year. It probably is. That would be fun, though, to have Georgia, North Carolina play and, and to see Eric Church yeah. go shake Kirby Smart's hand. Yeah. I'd want that framed. Yeah, yeah. That would, would hang would in my house. Too. We'd hang it right yeah. there, too. <laughs> All right, USC at Notre Dame. Thank you, Fighting Irish, 48-20. Finally, somebody exposed yeah, these frauds. And listen to me. I had USC in my Final Four at the at preseason. Bought into the L.A. I hype, did. Man. Well, I thought their offense, you know, offense would carry them all the way. Yeah. But their defense, Adam, well, you could have, is terrible. Well, you thought last year, there's no way you could go but up with the USC's right. defense. Right, right. So, and you yeah. thought, well, their offense is so good. Even just going up, ramping it up, not even five notches, Clark, just but about one. three, one or two. Yeah, one or two. Yeah. You're going to have some respectable ball that at least get through a Pac-12 schedule. And then we didn't take into account how tough the Pac-12 would be right. this year. But, and we didn't take into the account that it seems like Caleb Williams has probably done checked out. You know, he's thinking he needs partial ownership on NFL draft and demand, you know, doing just ridiculous Idiot. diva stuff. I mean, yeah. Anyway, I love seeing that, man, and I hope the wheels fall off and they lose a couple more. Big game against Utah this week. so mm, That'll be fun. Game of the week, Central Missouri Mules. Adam, they absolutely steamrolled the Riverhawks, 63-24. Yeah. to 24. That's, that's what you call an offensive performance right there. That's <laughs> yeah. when you go up there and you put up 60 on the road, oh, man. man, and um, good, on, good on Central Missouri. Good on them. Good on them. I, did, I got that one dead wrong. I picked the Riverhawks. You'll have that. You know. All right, this week's pick them. Penn State at oh. Ohio State, 12 o'clock, Fox. That's going to be fun, man. Man, in Columbus, Ohio, yep. correct? Yep. Who do you like? Oh, oh, oh. 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 Bye. Who do you like, Adam? <laughs> I'm going to take Ohio State, man. I okay. want to take Penn State, but I've realized that even though Ohio State doesn't have a lethal air attack, Penn State has only beat Iowa, really, so far, mm. and they only throw the ball like seven yards at a time downfield. Interesting. Like they have no vertical passing game. Um, I think Ohio State's defense has got – even though Penn State has a good defense too, man, I think it's going to be a low score and a fair, Clark. But give me Ooh. Ohio State at home. and uh, Yeah. Penn State might get one of the two between Ohio State and Michigan, mm. though. It might Ohio Michigan. State is going to choke this year, but I don't think it's against Penn State. I think they're going to get ready for this one. 12 o'clock Fox game day. Yeah. Urban Meyer's going to be there. Oh, yeah. Everybody's just going to have a grand old time. Oh, yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm with you, though. Kind of a low-scoring thing, maybe. Yeah. The yeah, 20s to will. teens kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, about, yeah. We'll see. Watch, it be, like, watch it be like 64 to <laughs> 82. 48, yes. Yeah, like a basketball <laughs> score or something. Uh, oh, gosh. All right. This week is the third Saturday in October. It's one of my favorite games to watch as just a third-party perspective. Yeah. It's a huge meteor game for me personally. Tennessee Absolutely. at Alabama, 3.30 CBS. Sorry, I was swallowing oh, my, my Coke. Anyway. Sorry. All right. Going down low. Adam, are you going to – The Larynx. <laughs> You made the esophagus? The esophagus. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is the larynx? I know it's all, you know, it's all in the same place. Yeah. I don't, anyway, esophagus. what does it matter? <laughs> Tennessee at Alabama. Who do you got, Adam? Give Who me Alabama got? winning um, in a close one. Mm. Uh, these teams actually are similar this year, Clark. Tennessee runs the ball, plays defense. It was weird to say. Uh, no explosive <laughs> Downfield attack, or passing game for Tennessee this year, unlike last year, Alabama. Milrow's starting to get a little bit more of it from what he's shown the past couple outings. Milrow and Joe Milton, I think, are underwhelming quarterbacks. I think, mm. actually, Milrow is playing better. No, you never would have expected that at the beginning nope. of the year. Uh, in, Tuscal in Tuscaloosa, I think Alabama wins by one possession, something like, um, I don't know, 27 to 20. Dang. Adam, that I'm not kidding you. That's almost exactly what I was going to say. It's 27-21 for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like Alabama in this game. It's going to be fun to watch. I feel like I had a dream about this game oh, last did night, did and you? I'm pretty sure Alabama won. Anyway, I do. I do dream about college football. People. Oh yeah. I mean, who does? Is it prophetic? I, I mean, it might be. It might be. If you think, I, I don't know. We're going to find out. Then you said Alabama won in the yeah, dream. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, if Alabama wins, maybe there's something to this. I don't know. Ole Miss at Auburn, 7 o'clock ESPN. Oh, this is a sneaky good game. I'm right telling here. you. Oh, man, in my pick them. So, oh, if you're listening to this, make sure to make your picks. Yeah. Make Adam, picks. have you made your picks I have this made week? my picks every single, not this week, but every single week. I, nice. I come through and I make them. They're terrible. Yeah. But they start out good. But We're in the middle of the pack on uh, uh, the Rose 60 pick them yeah. league. I don't know who's first. I haven't checked in a while. Mm. Um, Who do you like in this, though? Ole Miss at Auburn. Um, I kind of want to pick Auburn to win at home. Hugh Freeze against his old team. Ole Miss, you know, but they're playing good ball right now. Auburn's just mm, at home in Jordan Hare. Yeah. Auburn. Auburn? Upsets Ole Miss and starting some chaos in the back half of the season. Oh, that would be fun to see. I got to be honest, and I hate Auburn. But – uh. Now, I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Gut instinct, 10-point win. It's going to be – Kiffin will be up for it, man. He will be. He will be. And Hugh Freeze. Think about that. Oh, too. yeah. I mean, you it's know, Kiffin with the – they talked about did he get offered the Auburn job last year right. or not. And then, of course, obviously the Hugh Freeze Ole Miss debacle. Uh, Freeze stole some assistance from Kiffin. Just not a lot of love loss there. You think it's going to be a chippy game? Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. I wouldn't mind that, honestly. Be I know good. that sounds bad, but – Yeah, nice little slate right there from 12 yeah. to 7. Be mm. fun. Another good one, Duke at Florida State. Ooh. ACC matchup, 7.30 ABC. I'm going to go with Florida State in this, just with home field advantage. Yeah. I do think Duke's a respectable football it, is team. Is Riley Leonard even playing? I know he's been hurt know. the past couple of weeks. If he's not playing, that's tough on Duke, man. But, uh, yeah, give me Florida State too, Clark. I'm right there behind you. How do you like the tomahawk chop? I like it. I, like I kind of do too, honestly. I, like, I want to see the game. I want George to go play there. 
I do too. Yeah, I've I'd always love to go there. I mean, it's not a terrible drive. It'd be it'd be a good time. Well, my thing is now let's let's just address this. I know we got a lot of Braves fans, but I got to be honest with you, people. I hate it. Was cute in 2021 when the Braves went on and did their thing. Yeah, but this year I just don't like the tomahawk chop in the stadium in Sanford Stadium. If you want to do the outside Sam, whatever, have at it, man. Have you seen it this year? Yeah, they did it uh the Kentucky game, maybe. Really? It was a couple weeks ago. Obviously, oh, it wasn't they, like it was, last week. it was game one when they played. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's just, if they're playing a game at the same time, I understand. But yeah, but then you correlate Florida State, people don't understand. I agree. I wish you focused on Georgia football. Right, that's my point. I got you. I mean I yeah, if you, yeah. I understand. Any other day, or even on Saturday, I don't know if the Braves play on Saturday. I don't know anything about MLB anymore. But if the if the Braves play on Saturday, just make sure it's not during the Georgia football game. Any other game, yeah. About it, man. They tell the Braves don't play during Georgia football game. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you think? Let me ask you this. Last question. I know we're going on a tangent, and I got to get going here pretty soon. Dang oh gosh. Man. Let me ask you this. Do you think there are more Braves fans in the state of Georgia? Or do you think there are more Georgia football fans in the state? Oh, of Braves fans. Really? Oh, without a doubt. It's not even close, man. Yeah. I don't think. Like, are you saying, like, actual, di- yeah, Braves fans? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. I, because if, I guess if you factor in, too, the Tennessee contingent, the Alabama people, heck, even some probably northern Florida people, South Carolina. I mean, nobody really has a team. Yeah. Yeah. In that, I, mean, in these, I don't you know, think that it's close, so. but anyway. All right. Clemson at Miami. Ooh. ACC Network. I thought this would be fun. We haven't picked Clemson in a while. I hate Clemson, so I'm going to go with Tyler Van Dyke. Though did they you, lost did, to Georgia Tech. Oh, are you going to go with Miami? I'm going to go with the Hurricanes. Oh, man. Did you see what Dabo said to the people? No. To the Colts? Enlighten me. There? He did. He he said, you know, basically getting some pressure because Clemson's lost two games already this right. year. Not to the, the, the golden days of, of Trevor Lawrence yep. and Deshaun yep. and, and all the hoopla that happened over there. So – uh, he, he, he's basically giving the old message of how everybody sports said, maybe we should just lose a few games. What? Get everybody, yeah. It, the word said, maybe we should just lose a few games came out of his mouth. Like trying to make wow. a point that we should be thankful for where we're at, you know, and people not thinking it's good enough. So, hmm. kind of Dabo's getting a little irritated Weird. with the uh, with the Ipte folks over there. <laughs> yeah, it sounds And like I that. love it. I'm here yeah. for it all the time. You know who else lose about two or three more. Well, Shane Beamer's also in the state of South Carolina getting irritated. Maybe it's yeah. just South Carolina. I love thing. that. Yeah, both of them went on some Forget ridiculous them. tangents this week oh, yeah. in their press conference. Who are you going with? Clemson, Miami. Give me Miami. Nice. Why not? Just wish it. I'm pulling just for wish it. Yeah. No really Wishful logical thinking. reason. Right. I'm going <laughs> to wish it. I'm with you. You know? Oh, man. Well, it ought to be a fun week sitting at home. Adam, we don't have to go anywhere this week. We don't have yes, to travel. Just everybody rest. Just relax. Man. Yeah, have just spend fun. time with family, watch, yep. watch some football, man, and go do some fall activities. Yep. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, what I want you to do right now, go to Apple Podcasts, yes. go to Spotify, yes. leave us a quick review. Please that would do, help man. us out. Give us five stars. If you're on YouTube. Helps the algorithm. Yeah, yeah it, it sure does. You know what the algorithm is. I know, but I've I'm heard like, it said in other podcasts I listen to that ratings are really important for is, the algorithm. They, they sure are. Also, what's really important is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Yeah, man. If you aren't subscribed, go ahead and do that. That would be super helpful, and we greatly appreciate it. That helps you a lot of never miss a video. That's right. Uh, hey, Georgia, Florida, the world's largest cocktail, outdoor cocktail party. Yes, sir. Always up. will be, always is. Georgia, Florida, not Florida, Georgia. Georgia, Florida, world's yep. largest outdoor cocktail party. The best game of the regular season. I don't care what the records are. Every year I look forward to this. It is Christmas Day for me. <laughs> it is a fun game. Hey, and if you're not going to this and you always kind of 
thought about it, go. Go. Just pull yeah. the trigger. Yeah, everybody needs to. Do it. It's such a unique environment. You got Texas, Oklahoma, neutral site. Um, and then I, A&M and Arkansas had their little thing, but it's not the same as the other mm-hmm. two. But Georgia, Florida is special. It's a lot of history there. Um, it's been a blessing how in the past few years that this rivalry has just turned in the good for the oh, good yeah. guys and uh, what it was like in our childhood and our youth was just was painful. You never forget that man. And mm-hmm. then even even Georgia fans older than us in the nineties. So anyway, what I'm saying next episode we're going to have our yearly Georgia Florida history lesson. So bring your notepads. <laughs> Melissa Apple, because we're going to teach you about this uh, about this um, this rivalry and what this game means. And hey, this is the biggest implications it's actually had in a long time. I can't believe I'm saying this, but both teams are in the hunt for the SEC East race. So the biggest game I feel like since 2020 has been down there. And uh, man, I'm ready to just give a good tail whoop. And that's always warranting. It's always a good time when you just mm-hmm. throttle Florida. A win is a win, but when you really just when you really just go down there and you let them know that we're the University of Georgia and you and what this series is all about, then that boy is satisfying. Nothing better. Nothing better than oh, yeah. about two minutes left in the fourth quarter. One stadium is empty. One side of the stadium is empty, and one side is just full of red and black chant, man. Yep. Great times in Jackson. Good feeling, man. All right, Adam. Wait. I got to go. Wrap this thing up, man. Let's do it, baby. This has been a good one. Bye week. Everybody go get you some rest. Enjoy family time this Saturday. Watch the ball. Do some fall festivities, man. Go go, go paint a pumpkin or something. Go to the pumpkin patch. Pick you a pumpkin. Sorry to try to say that real fast, but pick you a pumpkin. Pick you a pumpkin. Hey, a lot of narratives out there and speculation from the national pundits and the suit and tie guys out there and even just other random podcasts that just people are not believing in Georgia anymore. People right now, ears are perked up like college football is wide open that Georgia's out of it. A lot of people are just saying Georgia's out of it. Even Paul Feinbaum, everybody's counting out Georgia, but they do not know the type of people that are in that locker room in, uh, in Athens, Georgia, man, and the playmakers that are going to step up and what we're going to see happen. Guys, I can't tell you how big these next five weeks of football are going to be. A lot of huge games after huge game after huge game. Get fired up about it. We're going to need everybody on their A game as a fan going forward, starting in Jacksonville in two more weeks for the big one. And it's not slowing down anytime there. This will be if Georgia runs the table and goes 12-0 and uh, right now, where we're at sitting here on October 19th. Clark, I will tell you what, it'll be one of the more sweetest, sweetest little airs of the run that we've been having of this just dynasty that is brewing. I'm excited about it. Everybody should be because it is time to let it rip, baby. Championship football. This is where teams and legends are made. It's the back half of the season. That's it. It's time to crank it up five notches. We love y'all, baby. Be talking with y'all next week. Go dogs. Go dogs. It is great to be a Florida Gator hater. Yep. Woo! Go dogs. Go dogs.